Welcome to Transparency Talks, the member-oriented podcast focused on issues of truth, transparency, and trust. I'm Jeff Kelly Lowenstein, founder and executive director of the Center for Collaborative Investigative Journalism, or CCIJ. We're thrilled this week to be joined by Sonia Angula, a freelance Namibian journalist who has just done a very powerful story about the San people in the Amerika community in her country, a number of whom have died while trying to access water. So thank you so much for joining us, Sonia. Thank you so much, um, Jeff. Um, thanks for having me. Pleasure, Sonia, and we appreciate your contributions to our community. Uh, and can you just talk a little bit, I know we met in 2019 at the African Investigative Journalism Conference, but you had been doing journalism for a number of years before that. What made you want to enter the field? I've been a journalist for about seven years now. And um, I remember when I started off, um, I, I, I was studying accounting and um, there was no funding to, to pursue my studies. Um, and I had to drop out of varsity. Um, and then immediately, because, but before, prior to, 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 to going to varsity, I've always um, wanted to be a journalist, but um, the opportunity was just never there. So I enrolled for accounting, and then um, throughout my second year, I dropped out, and then I started writing. But I didn't enter journalism as into being a reporter. What happened is that I be... I was uh, attached to uh, a local uh, weekly newspaper, a tabloid, um, where I was a columnist. I was a social commentator, just writing opinion pieces um, about my views and opinions on, di on different societal issues. Um, and then two years after that, then that's when I really joined um, um, a newsroom where I was an intern and I was a, I was a court reporter. That's how I started off. I was a court reporter for about a year, a full year. And then um, during that process, um, then I, I, I went on to do politics and, 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 and investigative journalism. So it has always been like that. But um, my, 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 my main goal or my main um, reason for actually I wanted to be a journalist in the first place was that I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to influence the, the narratives, um, the debates, um, around issues, especially that affect uh, 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 the vulnerable people and uh, ordinary people. I'm also driven by my desire to expose corruption and, and many other ills of society. Well, that's a very powerful aspiration and one that clearly in a, in a relatively short amount of time, you've already had a wide range of experiences. What are the stories that resonate most deeply with you and why? What are those stories that you love most to tell, Sonia? I will still continue doing corruption stories as, as I've always done, but I have a new interest now that, you know, has changed my life and I just want to do, and that is human interest stories, going out there and, 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 you know, see the situations of how 
the ordinaries are really living? What, what do they need? What, what is it that, that is not being brought to them? Well, what are their rights? And I just want to read some, something that you wrote in this blog post because I think it will get us into that, that experience of writing that story. So I waited until I was able to travel the over 500 miles from Windhoek to America. The yes. inaccessibility of America was also a serious challenge given that it is only reachable by about 50 miles of inhospitable sand roads that are often unbearable during the rainy season. Yes. Being in America was an emotional experience. I have carried out dangerous assignments during which I was harassed and threatened, but nothing prepared me for the extent of the misery and suffering I encountered. Yes. Besides the water woes and deaths this community is experiencing in the simple act of accessing water, mm. the poverty and hopelessness were as thick as the very air I was inhaling as I carried out my assignment. In a world where we can become dismissive of the comforts and materials, materialism we take for granted, this was a humbling and intense experience. Indeed. Can you please talk to us about the moments, Sonia, in that experience that you have just written about so movingly in that blog post? Can you take us into what it was like to approach the place and what you saw and what stood out from you from that reporting experience? Traveling to, uh, from Vinduk, um, to, to a nearby town called Okahau. It was not very bad because there is a um, tired road all around until there. But out of Okahau to go to America, that is about 70 kilometers by sand with, with a, with a four by four bucky. That four, even the toughest four by four bucky struggled to really contend with the, 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 the sand path. That led to, to, to those homestead where I got to interview the people of America. But I knew that even if it takes me two days or I should sleep here, I need to execute this story. So um, that was my, my, my journey to get to there. So I got there and I've interviewed these people. I sat down with them and then I spoke about how the entire village don't have what time they agreed. And then that's when one of them directed me to the head woman's house. So the head woman is like the chief, um, the chief woman, the chief person who is um, uh, where all the complaints and problems and 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 announcement of the village, whatever it is, um, they are they are, they are, they are, they, are, they are communicated to. So I went to her house and we sat down, um, and I interviewed her about the plight of her her, her people. And um, she, she spoke very well about how they feel that they are neglected, that they are left out, and that even after 30 years of, of, of independence and, and promises uh, from politicians and, 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 and leaders, um, nothing concrete has come their way. And that they, they are, you know, um, I should mention that most of the residentials um, are residents of, of, of of America, they, they continue to say that um, um, they, they are actually used to the situation. They are used to the situation because it has been so many years now that they are living in such a way that uh, even if we go on and, 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 and complain and they, went, they go on and complain and stuff, nothing, nothing gets, gets to, be, to, 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 to be done about this, their situations. 
and I've also um, drank the water myself just to experience, you know, how, how, how what the water is. Obviously, the water is brown. The water has bugs in it, and um, I just wanted to taste it as well, um, and and for them to see that, um, you know, I'm here not just to execute a project, but I also want, uh, a, 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 you know, help and a solution to come their way. Yes, and and can you talk for a minute, Sonia, about what the water tasted like, but also can you describe, you have that sort of grainy video of about 100 seconds where there is one man making his way laboriously up through the borehole to get one bucket of water uh, out. And, and, and I know when my wife and I watched that, we, we were amazed that it was so much effort to get one bucket. And we thought, how much could this one bucket supply for people? So can you talk about what the water tasted like and then also the, what that experience was like to watch that man bring up that water? Uh, the, water the water is brown. And um, the, the brown water is the better-looking water um, in those wells. The rest of the other waters um, are, are, are either green, greenish, or, or very, very dark. So when you find, uh, that's what they explain the residents, uh, they say that if you find anyone that is by a well, then that is the better-looking uh, water in that well. Then the rest that are having nobody, uh, the, the dirty water that, you know, you, you you cannot use it for washing. You cannot even, you know, bring it closer to your mouth to drink, even if how thirsty you are. So that experience has really taught me to be grateful um, with the little things that I had in life. Because I, I really was moved by what you were just talking about, the vulnerability. And I really saw, especially knowing that many people had died in, that, in those boreholes. Can you describe that man? in the video you took of the man making his way up with one bucket of water. What he did is that uh, he said, I'm going to show you how we get this water. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the world that we access water, and this is how we do it. So he took the bucket of water, and then he took the steps. The walls are having steps that take you down until where the water really is. They, they, they created them or they dig them in such a way that they are having steps that gets you down there. And mm. the, the same steps, while you are carrying a bucket of water, you take the steps up again until you are out of the well. So he went down to the bucket and then he took the water out and then he he came out of the well. And then he, he showed me that this is, this is how we do it. This is how every single day if I need um, a water, to take home for for, 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 for making food or, or, or washing my clothes or you know or or taking a, a bath in my in my bucket this is how I do it that's where they also drink from so um, on a daily basis the person he says that he must come back at least five times to carry five buckets of water uh, that would be enough for for, 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 for a full day. Oh, very, very powerful uh, and, and laborious and, and manual and repeated. And I, I've, I've noticed, Sonia, that you talked a couple times about the solutions and that you had some language in the longer version of the story about a company that was doing desalination 
and uh, people saying, uh, it's been 30 years since independence. Why has this not changed? The prime minister coming. Who did the residents feel is responsible and who did you feel was responsible if you were to write a follow-up story about the accountability? Who, who would you hold accountable for where things are and what could make things better? And in, in, in my own ways of uh, journalism, um, government is always the one that um, uh, 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 should bring solutions um, um, to, 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 to its residents. Because um, government is said to be for the people, by the people, you know, and it's uh, whoever um, leaders of governments, ministers in different portfolios are, 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 are voted in, in those positions and power by the people. Now, um, I mentioned in the story that um, the, the village has a desalination plant that has been broken for years. And that uh, this uh, desalination was donated by a German a German uh, uh, research uh, thinking project um, that has worked on with government in, in 2017 um, to 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 bring um, a solution to the water problem in the village. Well, the head woman told me that she has tried so many times, so many times, uh, to try to 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 communicate to the, those councillors that. Uh, there's no water. They need some help. They need what? But nothing has ever uh, been been brought to them. Not a solution. Not a not a call to say this is what we're gonna do for you. Until I called the the, the, the specific counselor um, that the head woman in front of was seated by the head woman, and then you know what he said. He said that the person that we we gave the key to 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 the plant since it broke down and we, we are supposed to fix it. Um, the key is lost. Just what kind of solution is that? So um, this uh, is a responsibility of government to take care of its people. It's a responsibility of, of leaders that are put in power to do better in terms of service delivery. Really. I want to do a follow-up, and, and that is obviously to concentrate on, on the government level. What are they doing about it? Because um, I don't know if I mentioned to you, our prime minister in this country uh, did travel. Um, um, I think I communicated to you, Jeff, um, uh, some, some 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 few days ago that uh, the prime ministers of this country um, uh, traveled to to, to 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 the same village sometime last year. I think it was November, October. But you know why I told you that yesterday I went on I went on to do. Um, uh, 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 to do a research, and I just realized that the same time that the prime minister went to that village, it was actually uh, uh, just a month before election time. I just realized mm. now because our election only took place in November. Okay, November, presidential and local authority and parliamentary election, and uh, October it was just a two month or a month away from from the election, and probably that was actually a, a political stand. For her to go there and just, you know, um, uh, uh, persuade the people to persuade the people to 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 vote. So nothing, no solution. Because I asked them, I said, but the prime minister was here, reportedly to have come visit here to bring some solution or or, or listen to your plight. They said yes, she was here. Then I said, so what is it? What is it that was done? And they said that uh, nothing has changed. 
Nothing has changed. We're still in the same, and we are used to it. Can you talk a little bit about um, the the role that CCIJ played in this process for you in this project? The CCIJ um, gave me an opportunity. In earlier, I said that I mentioned that I want to do more. I really want to do more, and uh, this change in me. It has only come because I've done this specific story and um, with receiving all this positive feedback about how I ex- executed it, what an impact and influence I'm, I'm busy making um, was because I did this story. And this story, uh, executing it was funded because of the help of the CCIJ, which I obviously became a part of um, when I met you, Jeff. Um, and um, the money, um, uh, the funding from Osisa, um, that's the one that that helped me execute this um, this project um, and a story um, in particular um, uh, profoundly. So um, my the, the role of, of, of CCIJ was very very crucial, and I'm just hoping that um, I, I can continue to to to, to be useful. To, to, to the consortium in, in years to come, in upcoming projects and whatever. But it was very, very crucial because it came at a time, at a, a very difficult time also where my country just went into a lockdown. And when funding came, I, I, I immediately got up and said, I want to do this. I want to do this. So I couldn't wait for, for, for the lockdown to be over. So just to drive and, and, and just go. This assistant has changed my life. This is the very first time that I, I'm, 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 I'm doing a, 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 a global project. I was, I'm part of the global project. And now with this story, probably um, it's, I'm going to have um, international audiences. Um, <laughs> with the, and this is all, um, thank God, to the CCIJ. Well, that, that's, uh, I can certainly tell you, Sonia, that you have already made very big contributions to our community in, in doing the first story of our Southern African hub, in embracing the assignment with such gusto and, and passion and, and putting so much heart into it, and that we really see what we're doing in Southern Africa as a step to then try and have a hub in, in West Africa to have the journalists contribute with the blog post, with the interviews, with the social media. So you are helping our community in many, many ways, and I'm very grateful to you. So thank you. I wanted to just read another statement that you had in the blog post because it was very profound, mm-hmm. and then ask you to comment on this. You wrote, as media evolves into the future, the basic need to tell the stories of ordinary people remains our buttress against the further de- decline of mainstream publications and broadcasters. It is when ordinary people can see themselves in our endeavors that our survival is ensured through whatever medium we tell their stories. Speaking truth to power is speaking on behalf of those who suffer in silence. Yes, indeed. It almost sounded like there's both a moral and an economic financial component of how you see this this point about the critical nature, as you said, of being that kind of servant, of being that kind of journalist who people say, when I read Sonia's stories, I know I will find something new and different and myself reflected in those stories. 
most most people, especially um, readers, readers, uh, the most uh, the positive. What I've what I've learned out of this experience, Jeff, was that um, pe- people always want to see themselves in others. One person shares their story; um, it gives another person um, a story to relate to. They want to see themselves that the ordinary people out there are going through this. People want to see the lives. Not everyone wants to to see a minister on top of a newspaper or or a president all the time on the front page. Now, not everyone wants to, to read those kind of stories. It's because it's the same stories that they sell us. It's the smell, the, the, the same promises and and, and 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 same same things that they say all the time because they just want to get past the time. But you find stories about, you know, like the waterless people. Everyone, most of the people will relate because they, someone some way has experienced the same thing in their village or know someone that experienced the same thing. So people want stories that they relate to, whether it's through uh, print media or it's a feature uh, on, 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 on broadcast um, um, a television, they want to see what they relate to. People also want to see how, how they can assist, how they can assist. If government cannot come to the aid of these people, some ordinary people just want to get out there and try to help. And, um, and uh, by, by doing our, our job right as, as journalists, by having that duty of, of bringing information closer to me, you know, they say information is power, um, um, information is, is, you know, a freedom. And, um, you know, we are, we are given these duties to, to report correctly um, to the people the members of the public, and through that, that's when they, they they become aware of every situation that happens around the country, in corners of the world, and um, that, 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 that's how it should work. Well, and, and your work certainly has done that in, in the corruption coverage, but also in bringing out the experience of the people in this one community, and I know there are others in Namibia that you want to travel to, and and share and share those experiences. Sonia, is there anything that I have not asked you that is important to know about you and your work? Because of uh, the proposal that I gave you um, of uh, different other areas that are going through the same thing, I was thinking that uh, I think I would try to do um, 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 to do to do the same for with um, with the same with those other villages. I want to travel there and try to do. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, work on my own and try to to see how this I, I can also assist these people and 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 expose what they are going through um, uh, um, uh, 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 into the media because um, I think that uh, there are more there are more cases of this nature um, and um, the the more you know there are times when especially in my country I don't know about other country in my country the more the more consistently an issue is being raised, the more these leaders listen or look around or try or try to do something. That's what I know. Thank you again so much for for joining us and for all that you've done. And I, I'm optimistic that we will do together as we we build our community because we really are still in the early stages. But something like your story that really is a landmark for us to say we can do this, 
We, we can do this in a way that involves people from all over the world. We can share it widely. And as you mentioned, as part of your, your passionate commitment, it can get out in the world and make a difference. So I just want to thank you so much for that, Sonia. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. This is Transparency Talks, the member-oriented podcast focusing on issues of transparency, trust, and truth. I'm Jeff Kelly Lowenstein, founder and executive director of the Center for Collaborative Investigative Journalism, or CCIJ. You can find out about Sonia's work and other people's work at ccij.io. That's ccij.io. You can also check us out on Twitter at the underscore ccij. That's the underscore ccij. Again, thank you for joining us. Stay strong and stay true. Thank you.